yeah, I have way more books on on being a dungeon master in Dungeons and Dragons than I do on being a dungeon master in a dungeon. <laughs> I feel like you have zero books on the other on the latter. Um, do you have a book about being a kinky dungeon master that I don't know? I don't about? know, and we have a lot of books on that bookshelf, and I don't know what all of them are. Some of them are gifts. There could be something in there. <laughs> I'm going to sneak one in <laughs> and I'm going to put your name on it and be like, that's Steve's book. He doesn't, he doesn't know you it. Like sign it like to Steve from like mistress Matisse. Like, yeah. thanks for all the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. thanks for all the spanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the spanks. Thanks for the spanks. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Uh, and also, of mm-hmm. course, we have another guest host with us. Yeah. We want to start it off right. Yep. And, and I'm sure she'd love to do a better know the host. So, uh, Alexa, tell me about yourself. I'm an Amazon Echo, designed around your voice. I can provide information, music, news, weather, and more. <laughs> Thanks, Alexa. Yeah, uh, so uh, we got a I new... made a purchase yes. a while back mm-hmm. <laughs> of an Amazon Echo. Mm-hmm. It's like this little round speaker thing. It's basically Siri... But in yeah, a tube, yeah, in a tube, that tube sits on your table. Yeah, yeah, and it finally shipped like last week, mm-hmm. um, and we've been having a lot of fun. Yeah, asking her questions. She's got a lot of great responses. <laughs> things. Yeah, she's got good things. Yeah, like uh, Alexa, what does the fox say? Jork chop chop or chop or chop. <laughs> That's not real. <laughs> <laughs> she's such a good host. <laughs> it's, it's not as yeah, it's not as um poetic when she, when she says it. No, as, as I kind of find it. The song, you like it more. They both have their own kind of poetry. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Machine poetry. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. That's, yeah. you know, <laughs> That's our guest host. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. This is what we're doing this time. <laughs> this is the Steve and Lisa play with an Amazon Echo that none of you can see. <laughs> true. We're, I'm so sorry. We're I, the most narcissistic podcasters. The yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I doubt that's true. I haven't listened to all the podcasts. There've got to be some really narcissistic yeah, ones out there, but. Yeah, so let's um, season season two, episode one. When, when she, she was, was bad. bad. What do you think that title means? I yeah, is that a reference to something? Not that I know of. I guess I didn't try googling it too much, but I just uh, I mean, it, <laughs> She's like I didn't try googling it at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would just like uh, I mean, I just sort of assumed it referred to the fact that she came back from the summer and yeah and she's it's like it's dark buffy you know sort of came back from the grave much graver she did she came back from the grave much graver (laughs) i don't know where you got that brilliant almost lyrical line from but yeah (laughs) creatively i'm excellent yeah at word stuff (laughs) (laughs) and the hits just keep on coming (laughs) But yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, is it just it just refers to the fact that like in this one episode, she's kind of like being her bad self, like dancing up on Xander and yeah. snarking Angel and like yeah, I don't know, smashing some b- things with a hammer. I don't, I don't know. I guess that's all it's referring. But it's sort of a weird phrasing when she when she was bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What are your uh, opening thoughts? 
Well, let's see. My my first note here is Ermagerd Willow is so cute. That Aww. face when Xander is like Xander. about to wipe her nose off. Xander. <laughs> did you write did you write Ermagerd in, in all caps? No, actually that's lowercase. Oh, good. Okay. I wanted to know how enthused you were. Yeah, I kept the Ermagerd yeah, down to medium enthused. Yeah, I mean the first letter was capitalized. But that's just appropriate, I think. Yeah. Grammatically. Grammatically. When <laughs> writing out Ermagerd, if it starts a sentence. I'm pretty sure. What is it? The Strunken White? Like. <laughs> what? What is the name of the style guide? The like. Oh, I mean, there's multiple, right? Yeah. There's a couple style guides. There's like. Well, the, please enlighten me. There's then. like the. Um, is there like an AP? Probably. Style guide. And... What's the one I'm thinking of though? The one with E. B. White and something Strunk. I have no idea. You know a lot. I'm more pretty about sure I'm gonna call it Strunk and White. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, this joke is taking way longer than it should have. No. I'm pretty sure Strunk and White says that you should capitalize the first letter of Ermagerd when it starts a sentence. Which, frankly, does Ermagerd ever not start a sentence? Like, can you use that like in the middle or at the end of a sentence? Yeah, like, I was at the I store w- and I was like Ermagerd. Okay, I guess if it's starting a subordinate clause, sure. <laughs> You shut up. <laughs> There's subordinate clauses. I thought you were a dungeon master. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Willow's super adorable. Yeah, very adorable. Um, um, yeah, which is nice to see. So, I mean, this sort of in general, my feeling of this episode was that, you know, not, not a whole lot happens. Yeah. But I liked it a lot, and I think I liked it because it really felt like all the characters were coming into place and, like, Mm -hmm. firing on all cylinders in this episode and really, like, hitting their stride. Like, you know, there's so much uncertainty in the first season, uh, I I felt like, and this this feels like a a strong showing for the beginning of the second season. I liked that a lot. Um, So I was excited to, to watch all the characters, like, really... Willow just being her Willowist it. and Xander being his Xanderist and Xanderist. Yeah. and Snyder being his Snyderist. Snidely whiplash there. <laughs> Is that a what? It's like a Rocky and Bullwinkle. That's a it's like a cartoon, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's well, it's a, so Rocky and Bullwinkle, and then there's those little mini cartoons. It's like the Dudley Do Right. He has like his enemy is the Snidely Snidely whiplash. Was okay. it any of what you just said English? Yep. <laughs> yep. But I'll show you later. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, so that was my and then you know, my second note was Snyder is the best because mm, that mm-hmm. scene with him and Giles like doing their walk and talk and, and oh, yeah. Snyder's like just tearing into the whole like idea of children. Yeah. He just detests. Um I really enjoy um like background jokes. Yes. The the yeah, so I if I can guess where you're getting at. Yes, please. Yeah, the 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 scene with Snyder talking, thinking he's talking to Giles, and Giles is talking yeah. to Calendar in the background. Great, like, visual humor in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love a good background joke. Can you think of other background jokes? The Simpsons do it yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, like, I'm trying to think of a specific one. Um, but I, there's, like, an episode where somebody's, like, in a classroom and they're talking about something. And when you, like, look out the window, like, Homer's just, like, running around doing something. <laughs> wow, that description was really funny. No, I mean, I think I, I understand what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, I can I can sort of imagine what you're talking about. Yeah. And yeah, it is that is a like a great sort of visual comedy yeah. trick is having and, and it's also like it's an example I, I forget what it's called, like an irony joke or something like that yeah. is often what it is, where it's like yeah. a person is saying one thing and then the something opposite the opposite is, is happening. happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um it's a similar thing to like irony, the irony joke that's typically done with a smash cut. Mm-hmm. We have a character being like, but I will absolutely yeah, not yeah. under any circumstances yeah. ride in a car with Joey or something like that. And then smash cut shot of them in a car with Joey or something yeah, no. like that. Yeah. Uh, class, you know, they do that on scrubs, like yeah. every other <laughs> scene. Sure. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to say about um, bef- before that with the Willow looking adorable in the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Willow and Xander go in to like, they, you know, they have a moment. They're like yeah. about to kiss. Um, do you think it was the vampire that interrupted it? Or do you think like it kind of looks like Xander was pulling back a little? Mm. Yeah, I I don't think he would have gone through with it. Yeah. Um, think he would have stopped? I think he would have. Yeah. For a couple of reasons. Uh so there's like the meta reason, which is that like the show's not ready for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And for the reason that Xander isn't ready for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. As a character. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he ever will be or that Xander and Willow will ever kiss. No spoilers. It's definitely not a thing. Spoiler free zone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, so that, you know, in, in later in the episode, they sort of make that clear where they show Xander completely disregarding Willow as soon as Buffy shows up. Yeah. Um, and then just in general, like the show has not sort of built the Xander Willow relationship to be like that yet. Mm-hmm. Although I did really like uh, when Buffy comes back to the library and finds Xander all beaten up. And the other and like Giles and Willow gone. Yeah. And Xander's line like, "If anything happens to Willow, I'll kill you" or yeah. something like that. That was like, whoa! Like he cares. Yeah, he. Re- I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that you see somebody saying about their like romantic. Yeah. You know, or like very close partner or something mm-hmm. in, a, in a TV show, mm-hmm. and his delivery was really excellent and really yeah. convincing, and it was also had more impact because you don't hear Xander be serious very often yeah, he's so yeah. jokey and, and unserious most of the time even when he's like trying to say something real he usually frames it with a joke totally yeah yeah but yeah snyder is still my favorite i want him to play every character oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a similar thing with the uh with the irony joke like something he says something about like these kids like whenever a girl walks by they turn into a gibbering fool and then giles is like and he gibbers if that's is that a verb i don't know he is, he's, he's jibber, jibber, jibber. <laughs> wait is gibbering spelled with a j i spelled it with a g yeah i think i spell it with a g yeah i don't know if i mean it's kind of a onomatopoeia is it an onomatopoeia it's just like a nonsense word. It's not really onomatopoeic. I guess it's it's somewhat onomatopoetic. I mean, it's like <laughs> you can imagine if somebody's like gibber, I don't know. Like you can sort of hear a gibberiness to it. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. I You know, it's a funny thing. Like, uh, oh, it's onomatopoeia. It's a funny thing. Yeah. Uh, onomatopoeia. 
It's a sculpture of a thing that is itself. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it. Have you, have you ever read the Telltale Brain by V. S. Ramachandran? No, you've told me about it, but I've not read it. Well, basically, like his argument is that like all words are come from like a, a sort of synesthesia and that like mm. are onomatopoetic in some way, some more than others. Um, like there's some that are obvious onomatopoeia, but even ones that aren't are like have derived from something that was onomatopoetic in, a see way that. in its past. Yeah. It makes sense. Cause you can sort of like trace languages back to like a proto like Indo-European. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, you look at like the, the words, for like mom in every language yeah, and they like almost mom. all sound like baby talk yeah. like yeah and speaking of moms how do you how do you feel about that scene of buffy's mom and dad when they're like unpacking her crap while she's like out walking around yeah <laughs> like, that was, they, i don't know what they, they were doing yeah, but like i don't understand that but as far as the drama i i kind of liked it like I, yeah. it did it did vibe with me as like divorced parents kind of a feel to me there's that little bit yeah. of like like you let her do how much shopping and the yeah. like that kind of little bit of tension and awkwardness and weirdness. Yeah. I like I thought they played it well. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Um, I thought it was weird. Like this could just be me and the way my brain works. Yeah. But I was watching that scene and I was like, I can't imagine these people ever having sex. They have no chemistry. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I guess they're divorced. So they don't yeah. need to have chemistry. I, I don't know. I don't guess I don't normally think of like, I immediately, anytime I see two people together, I just imagine if they're, you know, <laughs> what they would be like having sex. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like most divorced parents I know when I see them together, I'm not like, yeah, those guys want a bone. <laughs> 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 like, I, I don't think they would, I wasn't expecting it's, them to express a lot of it's not, sexual chemistry in that it's scene. It's not that I look at them and think they want a bone. It's like I was looking at them and thinking like, those two people never boned. Huh. You just, you didn't get that, a whiff of uh, an aroma of boning <laughs> from them with no. your, with your sixth sense of smell. I know, I know about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> bringing uh, it all back. Bringing it around. <laughs> um, no, I guess it was a, it's a, it's a fine, like, parent conversation. Yeah. Speaking of bringing things back around, um, yeah the one relationship or like character thing that wasn't really working for me in this episode was the buffy angel dynamic Mm. which sort of came in weirdly full circle where like towards the beginning of season one i was making fun of how like buffy's like into him and i don't really get it and he's like snarky and i don't know why and now it's like Buffy being snarky and Angel being into her and it's like and I yeah. still don't know like why their relationship is doing any of the things that it's doing. Um, interesting. I kind of understand like I actually feel like I understand that dynamic like her being snarky and like why she would do that. I don't know. She's just like he they had that kiss in this episode and he's like we can't be together and then like she was gone all summer and like now that she's seeing him again it's just for like business and she's kind of like whatever like i'm just gonna be mean to you because i actually really like you a lot but it hurts to admit that yeah so. all right snark, snark, snark. you know who i really really liked though mm. in this episode cordelia cordelia yeah you did yes uh, that one like okay so i have two notes written in capital yep. letters 
One of them is training montage <laughs> during that like hard rock oh, training yeah. montage yeah. that they do. And the other one was thank you, Cordelia. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. she freaking tells Buffy like it is in yeah. that alley. Um, That's what I, I wrote down. Um, let me find it. Yeah, yeah. Cordelia laying it the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's it makes you... I like that it's sort of in contrast to her other sort of shots in this episode. Like, you know, towards the beginning where she's like, oh, I had to go to Tuscany instead of the beach. And like, I was beachless for a month. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, nobody has suffered like I have suffered. Yeah. yeah. So like, do you think that Cordelia is an act? Because yeah. I think so. Like, It's I'm, an act. Yeah. She She's like playing this part of the high school soch but yeah. she's like she's got a real side to, like she sees shit that's going on yeah and she understands she's people. one of the few people that's been like oh hey by the way like i know these demons and these vampires are here and i'm like acknowledging that to mm-hmm. you right now yeah um i did like that i'm like did you guys find any more demons yes our personal demons <laughs> Oh, yes, of lust, <laughs> lust and thrift. <laughs> Is thrift a demon? Yeah, <laughs> it's right? definitely not one of the deadly sins, yeah. I don't think. <laughs> I always thought thrift was supposed to be a good thing. Yeah. It's in the Boy Scout law. You're supposed to be thrifty. Ooh, yeah, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know. How about that? Trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, brave, a lot of Cheerful, things you have to be. thrifty, clean, honest. I forget how it goes. And you're like <laughs> half of those tops. <laughs> At most. On a good day, I'm half yeah, of those. Right. <laughs> we're, not, we're not thrifty, I don't think. Unless not you especially. Count, like, not showering. It's true. But then that's in violation of clean, which is one of the other ones. You can't be all of them, okay? It's, <laughs> that's why the Boy Scouts not as great as Girl Scouts. That uh, is sometimes true. Definitely That's not true. as great in terms of their like politics, their, yeah, more their and their, like weird moral stances on okay. things, yeah. But the the stuff they get to do, yeah, they teach you things. That's Our cookies suck though. You made cookies? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we sell popcorn. Uh, like balls. <laughs> like popcorn balls. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, like a popcorn ball. <laughs> I didn't mean that anyway. to be like. <laughs> <laughs> no, he saw the like the like big tins of popcorn oh, around those, Christmas. Those are delicious. Got, yeah, I mean they're good, but you know Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. Honestly, I'd prefer that. Really? Yeah. I'm so hungry right now. I'm gonna take either of them. Yes, but Cordelia was awesome, and I do think it's I think it's an act, and mm-hmm. I think it's. Um, um foreshadowing a little bit of like she has these real moments where she's like very intelligent and like aware of things when she's around Buffy and Willow and Xander mm. and like like she had um in the the invisible girl episode she's like do you think i you know it's fun being popular do you think i feel less oh, yeah. alone it's yeah, just like yeah her speech in that episode was fantastic yeah, but she, and she's only saying that to buffy mm-hmm. and then like she's around the three of the three musketeers mm-hmm. um and then she mentions like the demons and then she's like alone with buffy and has this moment of like let me give you some advice like you're being a bitch get over it like yeah and it's and she does that not because like Buffy burned her and was like, you don't, you won't tell anyone that I'm a slayer. I won't tell them that you're a moron. (laughs) 
Cordelia does nothing. She's yeah. like, that was mean. Like water off a duck's back. Yeah. yeah. But then Cordelia sees Buffy do that really awful thing to like to Xander, to Willow, to Angel at the bronze, which mm-hmm. I also want to talk about because that was a good scene. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Cordelia comes out to like talk about, to say something to her. Cordelia had no personal stake in that. She wasn't being wronged in that yeah, moment. Right? She was just like, hey, that was not cool, that thing you did. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. even to her. And she knows she knows that that's not Buffy and that that's like Buffy going. Like she can see that, that it's not yeah. just like. Yeah, she can see that that's Buffy going down a, a bad path. Like, yeah. and she feels the need to intervene where she wouldn't, you know, like, I don't know, for a lesser thing. Like she she's able to like understand those relationships even from afar. Yeah. Um, yeah. She kind of, she wins this episode for totally. me, I think. Yeah, definitely the winner of the episode. Yeah. But yeah, so let's talk about the, the scene in the bronze. <clears throat> um, so you like that scene a lot? I, as much as I, I sort of find Buffy's attitude in this episode very annoying. I'm not sure if I like it as a plot device or not. Yeah. Um, but you know, like, let's get over whether or not I like it as a plot device. I do think if they're using it as a plot device, that was a great scene for it because she does this thing to Xander, which is just, like, really cruel. Like, don't you wish I would? And, like, walks away. And then they show her walk away, and she grabs her purse, and she, like, you just see Willow in the shot. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden you're like, oh, I was thinking about how mean that was to Xander. And now I'm thinking about how mean it was to Willow, who's sitting right there, like, watching Buffy exert this power that Willow would love to have over Xander. And then it shows her, she picks up her purse and she walks out. And, like, then you see Angel in the background, like, also seeing the same thing. So it's like you got all three of them that were hurt by that instance. Yeah. But without, like, a huge explanation of it. Yeah, and one thing, she hurt the three people that she's, like, most, yeah. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I did think that was like, it felt a little bit over the top to me. It was a little like, like, well, like yeah. Buffy really, like even Buffy in a in a bad mood or like in this sort of like nihilistic crisis that she's in. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It did. It seemed unmotivated. I didn't get her. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, maybe maybe like it sounds like you connected with Buffy's feelings in this episode a little more than i did not i mean just with like her being snarky to angel, to angel specifically i did not connect so i i agree that it's kind of over the top the thing that she did to xander but yeah. i think the way they the way they shot it was excellent to like try yeah to pull me in no i mean oh yeah so like it very much reminded me of that like it's every frame of painting that about was, like, executed well <laughs> the the every frame of painting about um why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Ryan Gosling. They didn't every frame of painting about Ryan Gosling. No, <laughs> he was that one that was talking about like shots of the screens, the, the drive. Oh yes, there's that one. But no, I'm thinking of the one about um, the guy that Michael directed Sarah. Gone Girl. No, Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that directed Fight Club and Gone Girl and and. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let's yeah. Fill for time. <laughs> Hold on. Alexa. Ah. Who directed Gone Girl? Gone Girl's director is David Fincher. Ah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is why we have her around. Yeah. Yes, David Fincher. The, the every frame of painting about David Fincher. Yes. Um, where they break down this whole scene from seven 
shot by shot and show you how mm. oh, the yeah. like how every shot like is illustrating something and mm-hmm. like uh changing the dyna- showing you the changing dynamics in the room and they did a great job with that in this scene where it's like you have this central event of Buffy and Xander dancing on the floor and you also have several different people reacting to it yeah and you need to see like how each of them are is reacting and how each of them is seeing it differently and from a different place in the room and like they brought it all together really well yeah um so yeah I agree that was that was great Alexa I kind of wonder she's so good at trivia mm-hmm I wonder if she can hey Alexa uh when was Buffy Summers born hmm I can't find the answer to the question I heard. <laughs> she can't do it either. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's there's it's like three different many, dates. Too many birthdays. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Alexa. It's, it's a hard it's, question. Yeah. I'm, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, really upsetting. You know, okay. So. Back to the. Yeah. Back to the episode. And again, about like char- some character stuff. Uh, the anointed one. Like, why is he still here? <laughs> like. I thought like we would be over with him in yeah, the end of season one. I, I had completely blocked out that he was in season two. Yeah. And then I saw him and I was like, Ugh. Yep. And it's like, the way they talk about him, it's like, oh, he's like amassing these forces. Like his whole prophetic role is over. He It was yeah. barely anything to begin with. And now he's done it. What sway does he still have over these other vampires? He has no power as far as i can tell like he is we've never seen him like cast a level five fireball or anything like yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't do anything except sit around being mud butt yeah and he's wearing like he has kind of a steve jobs like turtleneck thing going on <laughs> yeah. in this episode I'm just like is it the power turtleneck i don't i don't yeah. even know who is that little kid anyway uh alexa who plays the anointed one the Anointed One is by Ted Leo and the Pharmacists. <laughs> oh, I wish. Wouldn't it be amazing? Yeah, if Ted Leo was playing the in, playing Mudbutt. <laughs> Ted Leo and the, ph- and the Pharmacists. And the Pharmacists. All of them. <laughs> Being Mudbutt. I, I would watch that spinoff. That, that's the spinoff. Ted Leo and the Pharmacists. Ted Leo and the Pharmacists are <laughs> prophesized yeah. to be like, to help a vampire master take over the world. Yeah. And they're all just sort of like, they don't know how they're going to do it. They're trying to deal with like, cause they're just a band trying to have a good time. And right. then they find out that they're part of this prophecy to destroy the world. Yeah. yeah. And then like every episode they like Write play a, a cool song. set. Oh, at yeah. the Yeah. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of the music, they had the they had Chiba Mato in this episode, which is oh, the yeah. first time they've had a band that I've actually heard of. Like I don't, yeah. I don't think I really listen to their music, but I know, like, I know who they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was still sort of like that Joss Whedon-y, shoegazy kind of like <laughs> soft pop, <laughs> soft rock thing. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, the thing going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. That was interesting. I actually Googled Chivamato when this came up. And mm-hmm. do you know what the, that name means? Mm-mm. Crazy food. Mm, yeah you are really hungry i am i could eat crazy food right now <laughs> um but yeah uh apparently like in the beat when they started out all their songs were about food 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were, the song that they were singing, it had some, it was weird because it was in the background. I was like, is she talking about like the funny banana or something? <laughs> yeah. like, I don't remember what it was, but it was something that was weird that like yeah. <laughs> slightly distracted me from the scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Mm. I like that scene. I like the Cordelia scene. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's actually where my my words to slay by. Oh, what was? Are uh, my words to slay by are get over it, uh, and then she she goes on to say like you know embrace the pain like deal with it embrace the pain like yeah whatever it was it's just, and like I don't know I if it was just get over it that she said I feel like it might be minimizing some feelings like she did die <laughs> like yeah. let's be real buffy died that's that is you know a thing to get sure that she needs to have some feelings about but the when she went on to say like you need to deal with it like yeah you can't just be you, mean to people you have to deal with it in a mm-hmm. way that like and she said like you're gonna lose your friends like that yeah. yeah yeah um yeah she wasn't saying it like you're a bad person she's saying it like you like you're going to like lose these things that are important yeah. to you like and then yeah. you're yeah you won't come back mm-hmm. i think That's sometimes it's just what you got to do like, no totally things things happen but the, okay suck. so in the, our last episode when we were talking about her coming back from death we talked about how like she came back from death stronger seeming she mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. know resisted the master's psychic powers and like yeah. knocked out vampires without even looking around and she seemed like on top of her game. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. Does this? Do you think this is sort of a reversal of that dynamic that that happened in that episode, or do you think it's just sort of like it's PTSD that's sort of like setting in now? I feel like it. It sort of makes sense. Like she died, and immediately when she wakes up, <clears throat> it's like I feel like the realization is, I am back like that wasn't what i expected yeah i'm gonna go use this to like defeat like it's an adrenaline rush like you're you're awake and then now that she said this whole summer like there's no adrenaline of sure you can't maintain that like oh my god i am alive and i didn't think i was going to be yep now it's just sort of like i died i could die again and so like the adrenaline wears off and fear that makes sense yeah so now it makes sense that she's a little bit afraid and like not so, so pumped. Yeah. Um, I want to make a random comment about uh, Miss Calendar going to Burning Man. <laughs> That's right. Jenny Calendar is a burner. I know. She and like right. She's Which, a techno in retrospect, pagan. of course, of course, she's a burner. She is like the perfect person to live in San Francisco. A techno pagan. Yeah. That's like. She like is the the messiah. She like straddles the like hippie and like yeah. Silicon Valley worlds. She's got to come here. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. And it's like I I feel like um, when I first watched, that, I f- maybe I had heard of Burning Man, but it's such a throwaway line. It doesn't stick yeah. out. Um, but yeah, now that now that you've been to Burning Man, now that I've been to Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh, burning man shut up <laughs> i had a terrible time and i hated it and i had to wait and will call for a million years and now you want to go back though <laughs> i know it's the 
worst and I'm a gross, awful human. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's <laughs> Jenny Calendar. It's one of those people like I could totally see her at Burning Man. And I could totally see that if I sat down next to her and started talking and it'd be like, oh, like this person's hot. Let me talk to this person for a bit. And then she'd be like, oh, I'm a I'm techno pagan. And I'd be like, mm, see you later. <laughs> mm, hard pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, sorry for any techno pagans in oh our God, audience. We just offended, yeah, like <laughs> we offended all of our techno pagan listeners. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was funny. It was, I noticed it now that I've yeah, totally gone. Whereas before, I probably didn't know what it was. To even it was like, eh, she's talking about some festival. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Can I do? Can I do a little bit of what in the hell mouth were they mm, thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm on. I've got two sides. Of the what in the hell mouth coin here. All right, do it. Um, first of all, the vampires that are digging up the bones of the master. Yeah. They knew what they they came there to dig up bones. They came there to dig up a goddamn grave. Yeah. And none of them sh- thought to bring a shovel yeah. or a spade or there any were, kind of digging implement. A couple implement. of them had shovels, right? But, but not most of them all were of like them. digging with yeah. their hands. Which is not even, it's not an efficient way to dig up dirt. Yeah. And if the dirt happens to be consecrated, consecrated as it was, then you're burning your hands off. Yeah, I was a like, shovel. Like, like just go to the Home Depot and get a shovel. Yeah. I, I thought about it and I was like, oh, but like, I mean, how many Home Depots are like 24 hours? So you but, think they just can't get their hands on yeah, shovels? Yeah, and they're just like, because Am- Amazon didn't exist then. Yeah. They can't order the... <laughs> like, there's not a, t- oh, a Home Depot, but that's open 24 hours. We're advertising but... Amazon a lot. Do you think we can get them to like pay us for this episode? Yeah. <laughs> we purchased all of this podcast. Welcome to Sunnydale, on... brought to you by the Amazon Echo. Made, made possible by. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I had that thought of like, oh, well, they just, they don't have access to shovels. And then I was like, you're a fucking vampire. Like, go steal them. Like, you don't have any yeah. morals about stealing. Just like break into a break garden into a home shed. Depot. Yeah. <laughs> or Home Depot, yeah. Or yeah, or a guard shed. Go to any person's house and steal <laughs> their shovels. They get all kinds of other stuff. They have clothes. They have like. Yeah, right. Uh, Darla had like two guns in that one yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a black market for shovels <laughs> if you need to purchase one late at night. <laughs> the serial number filed off. <laughs> no one's going to know what I've been digging up. <laughs> master bones. <laughs> also, so, again, why is the master bones? I'm still, I'm not satisfied. Well, okay. So hold on. So the, the other side of my, what in the hell mouth are they thinking is directed at the heroes. Yeah. And it's like, you went to all this trouble of like, you, so you, they knew the bones were potentially dangerous. Yeah. They went to all this trouble to like bury them, bury with, them with holy water and like all kinds of whatever they did. Like, and then Buffy shows up with a hammer at the very end and smashes the bones to dust. And now it's okay. And now it's okay. Like, why didn't did nobody think of like, oh, we'll just smash the bones to dust, scatter it to the wind. Nobody's bringing that asshole back. Like, did you need to yeah. go to all this like? consecrating the ground like why would you even bury this nonsense it's like keep know. it in your closet or something yeah, like, right? those are some perfectly good master bones that you could put it in a science class yeah or like you, you know how expensive those, spells or those skeleton things are expensive yeah they're super expensive and yeah. you had a free set for the children giles think of the children <laughs> and the learning 
<laughs> of course, if they like do come to life spontaneously and start eating children, it'll be bad. Oh, but... It's bad. <laughs> but yeah, that is true. It's like so he had heard of these spells. He's like, but they're like never successful. And it's like, yeah, probably because most vampires don't leave bones. Why don't you destroy them fucking bones? Yeah, why do these spells even exist? Like, okay, what is the deal with the master and the bones? Like, is he the only vampire in the history what's forever? The that deal would... with the master what's the deal and bones? The master and bones. Yeah. <laughs> I should have done an episode of Seinfeld about this, really, but uh, it's true. It's that, <laughs> that here or there. Uh, but yeah, like, why does he? Why is there a whole like magic spell? for use on vampire bones like, did the person dust. that yeah did the person who wrote that spell down like everybody was like dude this spell is a waste of your time like why yeah. are you making this yeah. spell it's like no guys someday there's yeah. gonna be a vampire that leaves bones maybe Super it was like a important. joke spell like like a wizard was really high and they're like guys this is so funny i'm gonna make a spell for vampire bones <laughs> check this shit out and then vampires are like one day like fingers crossed we're gonna have a it's the greatest the greatest heist a wizard the greatest like con a wizard ever pulled on the vampire community (laughs) is tricking them all into buying his like vampire bone vampire resurrection spell yeah (laughs) i bet he made a killing (laughs) yeah snake oil <laughs> the vampires love like snake oil. Yeah, you would think vampire bones would be like it's like a left-handed smoke bender or something. Do you yeah. know that? Yeah, if, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, vampire bone resurrection spell. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um my other um I had some more like what in the hell mouth? Yeah, go for it. What in the hell mouth were you thinking? Um why didn't they just kill Xander? When they abducted the other people, was he not part of the uh, the spell? They didn't have him strung up. No, because because be... Buffy went to find everybody, and it was just Xander that was there that was like bleeding. Oh, and yes, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was um, like, why didn't they just kill him? Yeah, I I kind of wonder that too. Like people, they had all these chances to kill people, and it's like, no, all we need is to do this. Yeah, it's like, but you're vampires. Like, is any of you feeling peckish? Kill Xander. He, yeah, he does. Like, or even not, if not, like he's an ally of your enemy they just like punch him him in the face and it's like take that ha 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 we're out of here yeah and like um what else was i thinking oh how did they know when they set this trap how did they know that she wasn't gonna bring anyone else like she just died like they don't know that her reaction is gonna be like no one can be near me maybe her reaction would have been like Everyone I'm bring needs to everybody be near me. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good, well thought maybe, out plan. Maybe you know who does know what her mood is. Hmm. Angel. Maybe he's feeding them information. Ooh. Oh. Scandalous. Yeah. Scandalous. Um. So there was a whole scene in this episode. Um. Sorry, this isn't a what in the hell mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh. There's a whole scene in this episode where I basically, my notes, I was just writing down every line and writing lol after it. That oh, was yeah. my notes. <laughs> the scene, what was the scene? It was the scene like in the cafeteria with the, uh, like the first one I wrote down um, uh, uh, was, uh, you know, Xander being like, has anybody considered the theory that maybe Buffy's just really attracted to me? Oh, yeah. Long pause. All right, she's, she's possessed. possessed. Yeah. <laughs> like that was good. And like... Uh, Willow spelling 
B-I-T-C-H. Yeah. And Jazz is like, well, I don't think we're like, I think we're past spelling things. And <laughs> Bitka. <laughs> Bitka? Yeah. Um, Snyder had a good... Yeah, the like the the Snyder Giles conversation where he's like, I can smell yeah, it like, like a, a sixth sense. sense. Yeah. Actually, that'd be one of the five. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. funny. <clears throat> so with with the spell, um, it said like, oh, the closest or like the nearest to him when he died. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's the radius on that? Yeah, Cause you know what I. Why wasn't it just the the very one person that was the closest? So my thought about that was like maybe it is just the very closest person. Oh, but they didn't know. But they didn't know for sure which one. So oh, they had to get everybody sense. that was like kind of close. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. I can't can't argue about that one because they wouldn't have known. They weren't there. One point for you, show writers. All and like right. 12 points for us on All your right. silly writing. All right, Whedon. You <laughs> yeah. don't have to explain yourself on that one. We possibly maybe figured it out. <laughs> Hashtag Whedon, don't bother explaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, do they, they know that Buffy killed the master, right? Like they would assume. So wouldn't they assume that she would be the closest? How do they know that she wasn't? If was there was anybody? There? There's somebody must. Somebody must have seen this happening to know who else was involved. Mm, it okay. seems like. Yeah, uh, I guess maybe there were vampires. I feel like there weren't any vampires that were. There may have been one like looking in the window. Like okay, oh, what's okay. Here? So there's a vampire that looked in the window. And was yeah. like, I failed <laughs> trigonometry. <laughs> I can tell you the angles that I saw everything from, but like that Sokotoa shit did not stick with me. It wasn't even invented when I was in school. When did they invent the sine function? I don't know. But anyway, so he couldn't figure out the the trig to be Mm -hmm. like, they were there and like this person was probably the closest and... It was like, they were all right there. They were all, like, who knows? They're, like, exactly four feet away, all of them. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I it's what I would have done in that anonymous, voyeuristic vampire's shoes. I would be like, listen, we have one chance to get this right. Let's grab Better everybody. Yeah. yeah. Plus, Especially, I mean, let's it, just they kill made them it easy. Anyway. Like, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> they were all in one place. It was easy. Yeah. Well, not all of them. I guess they got Calendar and, and Cordelia separately. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess like you might as well if you can get your hands on them, you might as well. Yeah, so. all right, that's fair. That's fair. What did you think of the music in this episode? Oh god, it was awful. <laughs> every like moment, every time there was music, it was just like swelling and like after school special. Like mm. I don't know. Well, there's definitely that at the that very end of the episode. I thought they really yeah, overdid it with yeah. the like hap- like we're a happy family again music. Oh, yeah. I had a couple other places like the training montage. I was actually kind of amused by it, although it was a little oh, yeah. over the top. But I thought they were doing that to make a joke about training montages uh, or maybe. something. Yeah. Um, but then, like in the so that, there was that dream sequence, uh, which I actually thought was really good. Like the, mm, the scene I of Giles, like yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like hitting her and then like turning into the master and like the shots of Willow and Xander just, just sitting like there eating an apple. Yeah, like I thought that Those was really. Good. I thought that was really good. The music on it, I thought, again, it was like maybe a little bit too much. And yeah. it's sort of like, I thought it might almost have been better if this like violent, like Giles like being violent towards Buffy, which is like really weird. And then the mm-hmm. like also weirdness of 
Xander and Willow not doing anything about it. Like I thought that might be weirder if there had been like no music and would have been like really unsettling. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like the music sort of like makes things feel more theatrical, yeah. more like a movie, and it's kind of like didn't it doesn't have that same impact. I think, but mm-hmm. yeah. I have a, a comment about that scene that I was going to ask you. Oh, go for it. Uh, I thought it was interesting that like they started this dream sequence, um, and she's just regular talking to like Xander and Willow, and it's Giles that's the person that becomes the master. Oh, do you think that's symbolic of something? Like maybe she feels like Giles killed her a little because Giles is the one that delivers the line like "I killed you once before, it shouldn't be that hard again." And then it's him that's the match. It could have been anyone, like any one of her friends that she yeah. trusted that was like trying to kill her, but it was Giles. That is a great point. You know, I, I don't, I don't know if that's what the writers were thinking, but I hope it was because that is a great way of looking at it. Yeah. And I do wonder, you know, like if, because <clears throat> you don't, you don't see that much of her interacting with Giles, and she, she doesn't have any sort of like real burn towards him like she does to almost everybody else in that yeah. scene in the bronze. Um, but yeah, you might think that he would be sort of loom large over her and as this mm-hmm. like kind of the person that delivered the death sentence. Yeah. And like, you know, he's her watcher and like, and that betrayal of like, a yeah. Yeah. In some way, like she sees him as also culpable in her. I mean, he's dying. supposed to be her protector in a way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I liked it. I don't know if that, again, I don't know if that was their intention, but. It's all right. You know what? Authorial intent intent is, is a silly thing to look for in art, in my opinion. (laughs) We don't have to get in that discussion. (laughs) We we can. It would take too long. We can do a whole, whole podcast episode about authorial intent. (laughs) Yeah. It's just going to be us yelling at each other. Just not like not pausing to hear each other. Straight up yelling. Like, (laughs) I need to know. (laughs) That that fake show in 30 Rock sports screaming or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, do we have any? Do you have other other notes that you wanted? I have one other note. Um, it's kind of a silly one, but there's a shot or a couple of shots where like Angel's in her room, and they're like having this sort of snarky conversation, and then she like turns away, and the camera turns, and then she turns back, and Angel is gone, mm-hmm. and like I get that it's like supposed to be like oh he's like mysterious vampire guy slipping out a window mm-hmm. i really wish like i could have a secret camera on angel like doing what did he like dive out of the window did he like oh, yeah, climb out really fast like like fine. what did he do in between like Buffy turning around because that's the thing i mean that's why it looks cool because anything that he actually does it's gonna, it's look, gonna silly. look silly and stupid yeah. it's like it's like that scene in um what we do in the shadows what we do in the shadows <laughs> where the new vampire is like trying to fly through the window yeah, and he's, he's like, like clumsily he's like, getting like stuck he's terrible it at it yeah Ugh, let's watch that again <laughs> let's do, yeah let's watch that movie again it's so good oh so good oh man but yeah exactly it's like <laughs> what are they implying in that shot like can he fly and he just sort of like or did, like he, yeah, he, did he just leap did out? Did he, like, gaseous form his way through the door? Or, like, yeah, I don't know. But it would have been funny to see him, like, <laughs> like I better dive out the window turned. before <laughs> she turns around. 
alone. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're going to live for like several hundred years, like you have a lot of time to get pretty good at that. At climbing out of windows. Yeah, like anytime somebody turns their head, like trying to jump away and not, like... I mean, you're going to get bored. Like, you got to find ways to amuse yourself. Like, practice them parkour skills. That's what I would do. Totally, yeah. That's all I would do. I mean, Every yeah, time you like, turned your head, as, I would be gone. As soon gone. as you find out you're a vampire, you're like, I got to practice my Finally. Like, disappearing skills. Like, my jumping out of windows. I'm going to look cool as shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of thinking, though... Um, I felt part of that scene was like, you weren't supposed to know whether or not Angel heard her say, I missed you too, mm-hmm. or you're supposed to think that he didn't hear it. Yeah. Um, but I, has it been expressed that like, do vampires have great hearing? Yes. Yeah. It has in season one, Cause that dude episode was like, I can hear the one. Exactly. The yeah. Worms the worms the crawling in the earth. It's implied that they have super good hearing. Or maybe he was being metaphorical yeah. in a weird way. <laughs> I don't know. Um, love worm metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you if you a good worm metaphor just really sells it for me. <laughs> <laughs> all all the best literary greats use them. I mean, you yeah. know, they called Mark Twain the master of the worm metaphor. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> is that like a? It's like a weird dick joke. Like <laughs> master of the worm <coughs> metaphor. <laughs> innuendo. I like saying innuendo after you make an innuendo. <laughs> That's what she said. Innuendo. <laughs> In your endo. <laughs> Oh, the Todd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I think, I think I'm think i done with all my notes. Do you have any others? Um, let me, let's double. Mm-hmm. Double check. Yeah, I think I got them all. Okay, so do you want to do... Uh, high moment, low moment. High moment, low moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we, we might end up with the same high moments, but for me, the high moment was cordelia in the alley yeah telling buffy what's up um just laying down the law yeah exactly but if we want to split it up i could easily also go for the the background joke mm. of snyder yeah that's that's the funny <laughs> yeah. high moment yeah exactly serious high moment is definitely cordelia yep yeah, yeah. same uh, yeah cordy moment was just i was like yeah so good so good she's uh, yeah i'm it's so funny like i remember not really thinking much about her in the f- like first in the early seasons or even really yeah. in Buffy at all like when uh you know when I watched the show originally it's so fun to like go back through the first season and be like Cordy's legit like yeah. she's she's playing this part she knows how to like she knows the role she's expected to play and she's yeah, playing totally. it yeah and it totally makes it like I remember when we do get to where Angel at the television yeah show starts in her her story arc and angel like when i first watched that i was like i didn't expect this mm-hmm. but now it's kind of like no i think they laid the groundwork for they like did. her yeah doing that yeah yeah so uh, yeah so um low moment uh Actually, I did have another note that I forgot about, and mm-hmm. it may maybe it'll be it can be my low moment too. So it's gonna be mud butt at the end, isn't it? It's not mud butt. Oh. Okay. Uh, so 
This is the first time that I can remember in the show so far where we've had a black vampire or even, mm. or even a black character, I think. Um, yeah. And he's like a preacher. Yeah. Is that a little racist? Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be. It might be. I don't know. He does never explicitly, they're never like, you know, this vampire is a Southern Baptist preacher yeah. or something like that. But it it felt a little caricature-y to me. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just being hypersensitive and it's, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's being hypersensitive because it is like, like this is a, super white cast it's a really white cast and then like yeah um so my low moment is racism uh racism one star <laughs> half a star oh yeah half a star. zero stars uh half a star is the lowest lowest rating we have but so. it's racism <laughs> we had a whole meeting about <laughs> yeah um yeah that's a good low moment yeah yeah i agree my low moment is just at the very end, the master bones are all smashed and Mudbutt walks out and it's like, I hate that girl. <laughs> God, that was so stupid. Oh my so- God. Oh, I do have another note. I actually forgot that I yeah. wrote this down. It was um, the line that was like, don't underestimate the anointed one because he appears as a child. I was like, yeah, you should underestimate him because he's annoying Mudbutt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like if he looked like a child but was actually scary and did anything. Yeah. I would I would respect him or you know be afraid of him or whatever it is. I would estimate him correctly. Yeah, right. But I refuse to cuz he's awful and he does nothing. No thanks. Yeah. <clears throat> Who All gave right. him that turtleneck? Where did he get it? <laughs> Where did he get He didn't have that turtleneck before, did he? Maybe he grows up to be Steve Jobs. Whoa. Steve Jobs is the, the anointed, anointed one. one. <laughs> Which which spinoff would you watch? Steve Jobs is the anointed one that has to kill a, a vampire slayer, or Ted Leo and the pharmacists as the anointed one? I, I'm still gonna go with Ted Leo and the pharmacists because it sounds that sounds more like it's like a weird like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. I like they're it. all like playing music. Yeah, because like, they would have a good, at the yeah. end of every episode they would end with like the song that they wrote yeah. about their adventure. And yeah. Steve Jobs would just be like hanging out with a bunch Steve of like techno pagans. Be, or yeah, something. like nerdy and like yeah. Um, and he's like, apparently he was like mean to everybody as far as I know from mm. in, in business that he worked in. That's what I've heard from, uh, yeah, yeah. Apple people. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm into, it. I'm, I'm still voting for Ted Leo and the pharmacist. Ted Leo and the pharmacist. The we love you. Boys. Come on the show. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. We did our highs and lows. Yeah. Let's do, do ratings. Yeah, I guess so. We We don't have any, um, you know. One dialed and another one's called, so that's true. No phone calls, mm-hmm. but I still said that line anyway. <laughs> you know, I was thinking it could be fun Deal if we it. did something like, um, you know, because we've got we've got uh, uh, welcome to Sunnydale merch now, like we've mm-hmm. got like mugs and shot glasses and tote bags and stuff. Give a little, we little could, merch out? yeah, like we could have some sort of like contest or something, like I don't know. Like yeah, whoever gives the best like, yeah, like answer best, to a question, best, or best question or best observation. Yeah, we you send know, them some on, merch. Um, what's how did this get made? They have little mini episodes where like um, Paul Shear does corrections and omissions, and um, mm. he just like reads people's questions, and then he like 
votes on who he thinks is the best one. He's like, that was the best question for this thing. Maybe do a little thing like cool, that. Cool, yeah. Yeah, I'd be down to do that. All right. So, um, but yeah, so anyway, no no one is one dials and the other is how's it go? <laughs> one dials. And another is called. And another is called. There we go, yeah. But no no one dialed <laughs> in this episode. That's such a cumbersome pun, but I love it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. Ratings. Ratings. So, <clears throat> so I, you know, there I do have some criticisms of this episode, obviously, mm-hmm. but honestly, I think it's a really strong showing for the beginning of the season. Like, even though the the plot line isn't much, and there's still some mm-hmm. mud butt running around, and like Buffy's things a little over top, and the music, mm-hmm. like I love the Cordelia moments. I love the humor. Like this, I was engaged this whole episode. Like mm-hmm. even even through the some of the low moments like um mm, that's a good i point. just like i just felt like the the cast is really starting to gel and it's it's working and so i'm i'm gonna give this one seven um i'm gonna say seven sledgehammers mm, mm. <laughs> that they should have used on the master phones yeah, right, <laughs> months ago seven sledgehammers out of ten yeah this is, it's really funny because you said that you actually like really kind of enjoyed this episode when mm-hmm. we opened the podcast and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I found it kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, I, like Buffy's stuff is kind of annoying. I think they, they worked well. Like I said, they had shots that were good. They had scenes that I thought were really good. Mm-hmm. So I guess I did enjoy that. Um, but I was also going to give it a seven. I was like, I found this episode really annoying. I give it a seven. <laughs> and you're like, I really like it. I give it a seven. <laughs> seven is, that's, that's like most of the things you can give it, except for those other three. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I don't know. I think my scale is, it's all warped. Yeah. You know? It's hard to keep it consistent. Yeah, right. Because I'm like, what did I rate the other things? Like, that's why they make like test graders for like ap tests yeah like they have to go through like crazy training it's to true. do it yeah. True. yeah but i'm gonna give it um seven out of ten willow noses covered in ice cream <laughs> i would lick that ice cream off your nose willow you would you would lick a lot of things off willow i bet <laughs> whatever <laughs> i relate to her it's like a redhead and like she has like a pretty friend that everyone's <laughs> always talking about how pretty and oh, awesome is, she is. Is Megan your Buffy? She's like, the, she's like, well, is this nerdy girl? It's like, oh. no, I can see that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying I relate. I'm sorry, babe. We'd have a lot to talk about. I bet you would. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Same. man, we're getting into the complicated like dynamics of our own personal relationship in this episode. It's true. If anybody listens all the way to the end, they'll be like, "What the hell are I these people talking about?" On. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, we can cut all this out if we want to. Whatever. Leave it in. Yeah, we can decide later. We'll decide later. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So uh, plugs. Yep, plugs. All know. right. So, uh, as always, you can find out everything about us at welcometosunnydale.com. Uh, you can listen to the show there. You can download us on iTunes. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Welcome to Sunny. You can like us on Facebook. If you're in the area, you can swipe right on Tinder for us. Uh, you can, um, and you can, of course, 
Give us a phone call if you want to. Uh, our number for the show is 510-455-2155. Uh, we love your phone calls, so send them in, and we might start uh, giving away prizes for yeah, people I was gonna that say, give us good calls. Is there an calls. easy way to like send people things? Um, like a shot, like I mean, if they, if they like give us their address, I can mail things to them. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we should do that. Or like. Yeah. Do you have a prompt that you want to give people? Just like if you call us <laughs> and then you want to. We just pick the best phone call and we don't have to like the best answer to some question. Or yeah, the best... best best phone call by the time we podcast next gets it. All right. Well, you, you heard the lady right here first. Yeah. Best uh, best phone call we get between now and our next podcast. Mm-hmm. You will get a welcome to Sunnydale shot glass. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Be sure to. Leave a callback number or an address, some way to get in touch with you. Yeah, we can email us too. Email us, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. We can, we'll, we'll, we won't play, we won't put your address on the air. We yeah. promise. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll just use it to send you delightful merchandise. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, should we? Should do we want people to like rate us on like iTunes or something? Give yeah, you can leave us a review on iTunes. We've got the one. I'm still, I still go and read it sometimes when I want to feel yeah, good exactly. about myself <laughs> Let's get some good ratings we yeah. should come up with a thing for for ratings when people rate us yeah that's a good low, idea low yeah we should um we can have these discussions off air that's maybe true. yeah that's true. but it's coming guys it's coming get excited Prepare we're gonna have yourselves. fun stuff for you um alexa did you have fun hmm I can't find the answer to the question I heard. <laughs> I don't think she likes doing the podcast very I much. I know. She was pretty <laughs> quiet most of the time. Yeah. That's fine. That's Sorry, fine. Alexa. Uh, Steve, does it smell kind of funny in here? There's something. Yeah. You know, um, so my buddy, uh, Big House Pete, uh, he just got out of San Quentin and, sure, and sure. He, was, he was staying on the couch, so... Uh, yeah, you might notice some, like, cigarette burns. And just the faintest aroma of jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good night, Bye. everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Talk to you later.